candle mass today, February 2nd. And I have an important video going live just after this go this is done, which is a synthesis of the of, of the major approved apparitions of Our Lady, her messages as a, as a way of getting at what the real third secret of Fatima was. That'll be live today at about 5 a.m. Central Time. Uh, patrons and channel members had access to it already. It'll be live here shortly after this live stream is over. So, uh, Damien, I don't think uh, Damien, I don't think the audio issue was YouTube. I think that was our. I think that was the Streamyard service again. So I'll have to talk to them again about this because this is this is I'm I'm paying for this at this point, and uh, it's it's, uh, it's not reasonable that this happens. But let's get to the story of our day, which um, you know. Everybody tells us that, I mean, I saw this in my comments yesterday. I had somebody saying that I was issuing like, like doing evil libeling against Francis and things for uh, fiducia supplicants that I was saying some heinous things. Well, James Martin went to Ireland. He did it. He did it very quietly until he started spouting about it after the meetings were done on social media. I'll show you some of the tweets about that here. But he went to Ireland to meet with the, the bishops of Ireland to help them implement fiducia supplicants. Remember, he's the guy who the day after the document was issued invited a couple of his friends over to give them a blessing of a certain kind. So here's from LifeSite. Headline, Father James Martin addresses Irish bishops in private meeting at Marian Shrine, because of course that's where they did it. A trusted source in Ireland told LifeSite News that the meeting included discussions on how to implement the blessing of James Martin pairings and even the desire to implement the parody of holy matrimony that they have in Ireland. How to implement that? Again, for those of us, this is our... This is... We have been saying that this is a way for them to kick the door open in the church to making this a reality in the life of the church. And anybody who says that that's not the case has not been paying much attention. So, James Martin knows what's going on. James Martin is a Jesuit priest who has a position in the in the Roman Curia as an advisor to the Dicastery for Communications. He knows things in Rome. He is a very important figure in the Roman Curia. His role there can never be understated. And yes, they did this in Knock, Ireland. Okay? Knock. Our Lady of Knock, one of the most important Marian apparitions. I did a video two or three years ago about Knock Ireland and the apparition there, and how it was actually a warning to the church. The silence of Our Lady there was a warning to the church. <laughs> Roger says Satan was trying to silence me. Um, it was the the audio was off earlier, but it it seems to be working now, Jeff. So, but here we are. Let's go over this piece, and I'll show you some of the things James Martin said on Twitter. So, the Irish Catholic Bishops Conference has been addressing today by heterodox, that's a nice way of putting heretic, Jesuit priest Father James Martin in the Marian Shrine of Knock County, Mayo, where Our Lady appeared to villagers in 1879. This is an approved apparition deemed worthy of belief by Rome. The conference had not made any statement on the matter at the time of the publication, nor responded to requests for comment from LifeSite News, but it is understood that at least one bishop privately expressed reservations about hosting the dissident Jesuit. Congratulations, there's one bishop who at least was uncomfortable with having him there out of the entire Bishops' Conference of Ireland. 
A trusted source in Ireland told LifeSite News that the meeting included discussions on how to implement the blessing of James Martin pairings and even the desire to implement the parody of holy matrimony for the James Martin crowd. A notoriously pro-sin member of the Dicaster for Communications, Martin has enjoyed increasing papal favor despite his long-standing record of promoting the ideology of the flesh in vogue in the culture today and dissent from Catholic teaching. He has also promoted an image drawn from a series of blasphemous, uh, we'll call them inciting to sin works, showing our Lord as a member of the James Martin Brigade, promoted the uh, civil parody of holy matrimony, and described God as, he, he described viewing God as the Father, basically, as damaging. Martin was among many of the, that crowd's Catholic activists to praise the Vatican's recently released Fiducia Supplicans document as a not-so-tacit endorsement of James Martin relationships, with many modernist commentators and clergy chiding prelates and priests who recognized the declaration as an outright attack on truth, undermining scriptural authority and the magisterium of the church. The document was also welcomed by Archbishop Dublin Dermot Farrell in early January, who indicated in his statement that priests should not refuse to bless James Martin pairings or those in that parody of relationship outside of marriage. Today's meeting took place in Ireland's most famous shrine, Knock, where along with Our Lady, St. Joseph, St. John the Evangelist, and the Lamb of God appeared in a silent apparition to 15 poor villagers on the 21st of August, 1879. That evening marked the conclusion of 100 masses being offered for the holy souls in purgatory by lo local priest Archdeacon Bartholomew Cavanaugh. End quote. And that also happened to be coincide with a date that things were going on in Rome related to other Marian apparitions being suppressed or at least censored, including La Salette, and hence why it was viewed as a warning to the church. So, this is a this is important because in the church right now in the church in Ireland, you've got this very basic question that people are asking, which is, how did this happen, <laughs> right? How did this happen in the church in Ireland? How was this allowed to happen? How did the church in Ireland get to the place it is? And well, one, we know that there are the Church in Ireland had a lot of Ted McCarrick type priests and James Martin type priests in there going back many, many decades. And the consequences of that were catastrophic. And so a lot of people lost their faith. But things really spiraled when uh, several years ago when the Moloch ritual was up for vote. And a lot of clergymen sided with changing the, the law on that and everything just fell apart after that. But things have been really bad in Ireland for that. Now, here we have uh, Brother Eccles, who run, run, runs one of the most humorous Catholic satire blogs out there, saying, I've got this great new plan for reintroducing snakes into Ireland. And he, here he's quote-tweeting uh, James Martin, saying, I was so grateful to be invited to address the Irish Bishops' Conference this week at their annual gathering at the Shrine in Knock. On the first day, we discussed Jesus' outreach to those on the margins. On the second day, we reflected on the church's ministry to that crowd. I'm so grateful for the Catholic bishop's kind invitation, welcome, warm welcome, and gracious Irish hospitality. And my time at the shrine, especially as someone who is half Irish, was deeply moving. Our Lady of Knock, St. Patrick, and St. Bridget, on your feast day, we'll get to that in a moment, pray for all of us. I'll share more photos of my visit to the Knock Shrine, to St. Bridget's Church in Kildare, and to, which I don't know how to pronounce that, I'm sorry, and to Crow Patrick later on. But first, I want to express my thanks to the bishops who were to a person warm and welcoming, end quote. All right, so 
Saint John the Evangelist, by the way, appeared with a mitre there, as he as he as he iterates here. This is a fascinating thing that he is so empowered. James Martin is so empowered that he's willing that he's able to talk about this openly after the event is done, and the bishops will get barely any pushback for this. The only reporting on this that I've seen, aside from a little bit on Twitter, was that LifeSite article I gave you. No one else has talked about this yet. This is astounding. Marcel says how quickly Ireland caved to all things worldly, collapse in vocations, no real fight against the partisans of Moloch, and now the, des the desecration of a Marian shrine. That's one of those things that no one talks about. There's almost no vocations in Ireland. None. The church there is, is on life support. It's, this is, it's astounding, like, what, what's happening there. Sonny Jim says, I'm reading Martin's The Jesuits right now. First, the Jesuits are furthering, promoting the hammer and sickle. Now it's twistings of the, now it's the evil inclinations of the flesh. They have a long tradition of undermining the faith. Absolutely. I'm going to be following up, by the way, um, uh, my in my Malachi Martin series, probably next week. The, uh, he had a lot to say, so much so they have to break that into multiple videos on the implementation of the James Martin sin in the church. So we'll be going on to that. But I, I want to show you something else that's going on in Ireland now, because although is is this the I had to American Magazine was celebrating it also being St. Bridget's Day there. And I got to tell you this in Ireland right now, they have rebranded one of the most important saints in the history of the church as being an advocate for what we have to call around here the Moloch ritual. And they've even turned her into a pagan goddess like some sort of ancient pre-Christian quasi-deity that the church then essentially baptized and turned into a, a saint. That is straight out of secular thinking. That is straight out of the secular accusations of the, against, against the church. There are two ways that, we that they have of undermining the church's authority on history. And one of which is to say stuff like that, that many of the ancient saints were actually just repackaged local deities and that other, and others of course are that some ancient saints never existed in the first place. St. Christopher being the easiest example of that. They took St. Christopher off the calendar. They say that he's probably was just a legend that he didn't exist. Meaning they've undermined the church's authority by saying that because the church said that St. Christopher was real and existed and was worthy of veneration all the way until recently. And so they have undermined the traditional church's moral and teaching authority by now saying that he may have been just a legend. And now they've done the same thing essentially to St. Bridget. So here's what America Magazine, James Martin's outlet, news outlet said in this story. Who was St. Bridget and why is she having a moment in Ireland? Published yesterday written by someone calling themselves Peter Smith. This is a, a reprint from the Associated Press. Now, so this is a secular article reprinted in America Magazine because there's no difference. And uh, by the way, is anybody else made a little uncomfortable by this image of St. Bridget and what they've done here? They've, you, they've put this thing on what looks like a, uh, an old church building. Anyway, here's what they say here. Again, Associated Press reprinted in America Magazine. Devotees of St. Bridget are commemorating the 1500th anniversary of her passing on Thursday, the feast day of the so-called matron saint of Ireland, who's been gaining a modern following. Many of the festivities are taking place in and around the town of Kildare, where 
Bridget founded a prestigious abbey and inspired a host of colorful, miracle-filled legends. Other commemorations are taking place across Ireland around the world. Let's pause. Be very careful when anybody starts talking about things that saints did as being legends. Certainly there are some that probably were things that people just started attributing to them. I mean, that's just human nature to do that. But there is this real movement to turn some of the stories of miracles involving saints into just legends, meaning they're just pious stories we tell each other. A little different than a Batman movie, basically. That's what they do when they reduce what things, some things that saints did to legend. But look, let's, let's see how serious this article is. Let's continue. In a sense, Bridget is on a roll. The commemorations come a year after Ireland began honoring her with an annual public holiday, the first Irish woman to be recognized with one. The first major commemoration took place Sunday with the return of a relic associated with Bridget, but a, about a millennium after her remains were removed from Kildar for safekeeping. Thursday's events included light shows and artistic performances, along with a call for a worldwide moment of silence, a pause for peace at noon local time. Nothing wrong with that. While St. Patrick has long been the saint most identified with Ireland, Bridget has gained a growing following in the 21st century. Devotees draw inspiration from Bridget the Saint, and from Bridget the ancient pagan goddess whose name and attributes she shares as emblematic of feminine spirituality and empowerment. This comes amid growing disenchantment with a patriarchal and historical dominant Catholic Church. See what they're doing here? You see what they're doing here? They're turning her into a secular icon. Ireland. Once one of the one of the shining gems in the church. And here's who they say she was. First question, which Bridget? Bridget was the name of a prominent goddess worshipped by ancient pagan Celts, the namesake of the saint who lived in the 5th and 6th centuries. <clears throat> Bridget the goddess was associated with everything from poetry, healing and metal crafting to nature, fertility and fire. She was honored on the midwinter holy day of in bulk, still commemorated on February 1st, which also became St. Bridget's Day. Like Groundhog Day, that holiday marks the approximate midpoint between the winter solstice and spring equinox. Let's take a pause here. Do you understand that the Catholic Church, when they canonized St. Bridget, they put her feast day there either because that was the day she went to meet our Lord or because they wanted to take a, a, take a, a day that honored an ancient pagan god and make it a Catholic holiday. It, it, that day, otherwise, the festivities probably weren't generally in violation of church teaching. So, so they turned the day into something holy by honoring a saint who had the same name. Many such cases, but this is not the taking of the of the quote unquote deity and turning her into a saint. Saint Bridget's father is said to have been a ruler; her mother a in servitude. Though Bridget's life story has been embellished by legends, oh, really has it? She is believed to have been the abbess of a monastic settlement of men and women that became a center of arts and learning and gave the town its name, Irish for Church of the Oak. One legend says that when the local king agreed to give her only enough land for her monastery that could fit under her cloak, she miraculously spread it across the surrounding countryside. St. Bridget traveled, preached, and healed. She is often depicted with images of fire and light and associated with fertility, care for living things, and peacemaking. According to another legend, Bridget gave her father's jeweled sword to a needy man for him to barter for food. And it goes into the relic and uh, what relics are. But let's go to the 21st century part. Bridges' moment is happening as many Irish are disillusioned with traditional Roman Catholicism. Let's pause there. I guarantee you it's not traditional Roman Catholicism they're being disillusioned with. Traditional Roman Catholicism has been squashed since Vatican II in Ireland and is kept alive by a handful of priests and 
the laity dedicated to preserving the and keeping the fires of the traditional faith going. And it's patriarchal leadership amid secularizing culture. Even many devout Catholics are dismayed over, over scandals involving, the, uh, involving sweeping away Ted McCarrick's stuff. Whether devotees honor Bridget primarily as a saint, a goddess, or some combination of both, see what they're doing here, they see Bridget as emblematic of feminine spirituality, care for creation, and, and artistic creation. Bridget's Day is an invitation to stop the pointless millennial old war of Christianity versus paganism and see the wisdom and beauty in both lineages, wrote Melanie Lynch, founder of her story, which campaigned in support of the new national holiday. They've also been including trying to take her and make her associated with the Moloch ritual in Ireland. I have got that from, I have that testimony from numerous people who reached out to me who are in Ireland themselves, that they are conflating her with the Moloch ritual. A saint. Ireland has seriously fallen. All right. I'm curious. Yeah, Marmar reminds us St. Patrick is already just a secular icon in many places. Well, yeah, in America, what do we do with St. Patrick's Day? Very few people go to Mass. <laughs> what they do is they you know, put some green dye in a river in some major cities and drink a whole lot of beer. That's what they do. <sighs> How can the church say that she was nothing but a legend? The church doesn't say that. They are people trying to turn her into that, that they, they do say that they, that some of her stories might be legends, but some might be, but because you know how people are, but be very careful with that stuff. Be very careful. It's error. It's better to err on the side of a saint did something miraculous than the miraculous being reduced to just mere pious superstition. Well, guess who I've actually seen people say that about St. Hildegard. They say they'll say St. Hildegard is actually a hero of the ideology of the flesh of the day who squat, who went after. Yeah, no, I've actually heard them say that about St. Hildegard. They've said that already. I've seen. Yeah, you, you would not believe the things that they do in, in there. Philip Webb says the FSSP has a few chapels in the South, and there are a couple of SSPX priests who travel the country offering traditional sacraments. I think the Institute of Christ the King might have some in Ireland as well. But it's not the traditional faith that most Irish object to. They might say it is, but they don't know what it is. It's the mess that came after the council that caused all this stuff. All right. I'm very curious what people have to say about this in the comments. Are you in Ireland? If you are in Ireland, let me know what you think and what you've heard about James Martin's visit there. Because he was there. If you're joining us late, he showed up to actually help promote the Moloch ritual. Not the Moloch ritual. He helped institute the Fiducia Supplicant's blessing. Sorry, he's going off about the Moloch ritual for a while, but to implement Fiducia Supplicants and the blessing, to teach the bishops how to do that. He was the one they reached out to. Remember that he, the priest who had the New York Times there to film him and take pictures of him the day after Fiducia Supplicants was issued. And then he posted those pictures on social media. He was the one they reached out to. And reportedly, it was also the parody of holy matrimony for that crowd that they asked him about. That is their aim. Ireland, once the crown jewel, or in one of the crown jewels of the faith. The bishops there, all but one, were fine with it. And only one bishop had misgivings about him being there. You know who they didn't ask to, have, to, to teach them? One of the more moderate bishops. There are bishops who have released statements that I've 
have been referring to as the hermeneutic of coping, the way they implemented these, these things where they tried to read into it as Catholic a reading as possible. They didn't ask them to come, you know, you got to, we'll give you this blessing, but you have to be repenting of your sins and all that. They didn't ask them. They asked James Martin to teach them how to implement this. The most outspoken advocate for changing the church's teaching, a priest who has publicly said St. Paul was wrong, meaning he denies the inerrancy of scripture which means him a formal public heretic. Hence why I call him Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church. <sighs> Again, be very careful when someone says the saints' miracles were just the stuff of pious legends. Certainly that may be true in some cases because we know how human beings can be. But in general, it'd be better to err on the side of that is probably just something true, a miracle, because God does work with miracles. Yes, Kathleen Francis reminds us, uh, tap the thumbs up, everyone. That does greatly help. Sonny Jim does remind us that the Ireland also uh, implemented the Moloch ritual. So why are we surprised about this with St. Bridget? We shouldn't, we shouldn't be. Everything went off the rails there when that happened. Although it's been a long problem, long time problem in Ireland. The church in there has been a lot of problems. Flebitis says, anybody notice the rapidly growing pew vacancies at mass these days? Um, it's it's been like that since parishes reopened in 2021 and it's just going to get worse and worse i think except in traditional parishes where most traditional parishes parishes are having people are having a harder and harder time finding a place to sit that's not i'm not saying it's a one for one thing it isn't but some of that is from that Anthony Tan says, I thought that Ireland is short of priests ordinations and pastor Jimmy's coming to attract more ordinations i'm sure that's what the irish bishops think is going to happen that if they just keep giving more and more to sec to the secular culture the secular culture will reward them for a job well done and people start coming back to mass to go to the catholic church which is now hip and in keeping with the, the times uh catherine if you'd like to email me about that send me an email with some links, make sure that the subject line has some big bold thing that I can read because I have like almost 900 emails in my inbox right now and it's getting hard for me to keep up, but I will keep an eye out for that because I'd like to see what that is and I might do a report on it. <laughs> orientations or ordinations or orientations. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, folks, if there's any final thoughts, uh, Marmar says there's a good article about St. Bridget on the new liturgical movement website. I'll pull that up and I'll, I'll do, um, I'll put that in my show notes today at return to tradition.org so that people can actually, if they want to read that, they can actually find it return to tradition.org. Um, here in the next 20 minutes or so, you can expect to find that posted. It's, um, it's, I would say this is an important story because, again, we are being told we are being fed a very, very big lie, which is that this evil document that we've been spending all this time talking about doesn't actually do what anybody with any shred of sense can tell you that it does. And now James Martin is being asked to help implement the document in Ireland. The implications of that should be something we all take seriously. So that article will be at returntotradition.org, a link to it with all my show notes today. I do recommend adding it to your RSS feed or if there's a pop-up that offers to let you uh, um, sign up for the updates, do so. That way you, you don't miss a video because I know that a lot, of, a lot of YouTubers are reporting that lately YouTube's not sending their channel information to people right now. 
All right, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. The, as always, uh, Raven Ray says, Anthony, I told the others earlier, I will visit Ireland and see how it is ravaged. Let me know. Send me an email when that happens. I'm very curious. Um, Colette says she didn't know about this and she's in Ireland. The bishops kept this very quiet because they knew what would happen. Because there is a contingent of faithful who would say no to Pastor Jimmy. Marine says that Raymond Royal, Colonel Zen on last night. Good interview. Go check that out. It'll probably be on their YouTube channel if it's not already. All right. Thanks, folks. As I will remind you to pray for everybody we talked about in this video today. Pastor Jimmy, the uh, bishops of Ireland, all the people promoting that lie about St. Bridget, all of them. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.